13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones. I'm Bex and this is Fun Kids Meets, the podcast where we meet your heroes. Now recently, I caught up with a footballing legend, Arsenal player and BBC Sports Personality of the Year, Beth Mead. She's here to tell us all about her new book, Raw, a guide to dreaming big and playing the sport you love. I'm joined right now by footballing hero and now author, Beth Mead. Hey, how are you going? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Not at all. Um, I've been reading your book and I've never felt so positive about anything in my life. Oh my goodness, I feel like I could go on and take on the world. (laughs) Your book is called Raw. Can you tell us a little bit about it for people who maybe haven't managed to catch it yet? Yeah, um, I'm quite a positive person, so I'm happy that you think it's got a lot of positivity in there. Um, Obviously, it's called Raw and... It's kind of to try and help the younger generations find out what sport they would most preferably like to do. Although I'm a footballer, I played a lot of different sports as a kid. I love playing sports and being around and invested in sport. So I think I just wanted people to understand a little bit of the process to either become a professional athlete or if you want to start out. And I think the main thing for starting out is just to have fun and, you know, figure out what what sport and what fit is best for you. Yeah, it's kind of like half autobiography and half like life advice, I guess, isn't it? You've kind of like mixed up a lot in there. And tell us, like, how did you get into football? Because you go through a lot of the sports in the book, don't you, that you kind of tried out? Yeah, yeah. So obviously, it was in, I wanted to obviously people to understand my story a little bit and help with maybe being more like the younger generation, if they feel like that, they can know it feels a bit normal, but obviously put like the activity element in it of, you know, try to help them figure out what's best for them. But Yeah, I got into football when I was six. My mum took me to my first session. I love football instantly, but going through primary and secondary school, I did a lot of sports such as netball, hockey. I was pretty good at and went to like county level at it. I did a lot of athletics. I did cross country. I threw myself into them all. And obviously my one true love was football, but I also love playing other sports. I just, yeah. That was the one I kind of selected in the end. I loved when you have your reasoning for not wanting to do the sports. And it was like hockey because you had to wear a skirt. Was that right? And running, just a bit boring. Yeah, yeah running was the same, same. Hockey, I think I could turn up with a battered stick and a, they wanted me to wear a skirt and that wasn't for me right then. Netball, there wasn't enough contact or you had to stand still for the ball too long. So there was always like something that I was like, oh, it's not quite right for me. I need a bit more from it obviously I mentioned about being a ballet dancer earlier early stages and 
that really wasn't for me. It was more, there was too much standing still and not enough going on for me. So I used to often get in trouble in that one. Yeah, I've got to say, I did ballet as a kid as well and it was not my thing. I was like, nah, not happening. My mum tried, bless her. Yeah, likewise. She gave it a good go, but I, it never took for me. Um, and also in the book, you've got a little quiz of like, if you like kind of team sports or working in a pair. And that's quite cool as well to help people realise there are loads more sports out there than you realise, right? Yeah, and they come with different aspects. I think, um, you know, for myself, I'm quite outgoing. I'm a social butterfly. I love being in a team environment around different people. But, you know, I've got a hero in my book as Kelly Holmes, and she was obviously very individualised. And, you know, she concentrated on her and she was accountable for everything that she did, whereas I have 10 other teammates on the pitch that, you know, you can't control. And that's different, but I think it depends per se, per person, like what's best for them, what they prefer, what they get more of a feeling and that for. Oh, yeah. And tell us about these heroes that you've included in the book as well, because it's quite cool to read out other people as well. Yeah. So I've got a few heroes in the book. I've got my mum and dad. I've got Jordan Nobbs, who's one of my close friends and teammates. I've got Kim Little, who's an ultimate professional teammate now. Kelly Holmes. I've got Viviana Miedema, my partner and uh, teammate, who's just like world-class striker. list goes on. <laughs> it's, no, it's really cool to see all these stories of different people. And and also, like I said, you do give advice as well. So there's advice on stuff like how to keep going if you're not doing as well as you wanted, if things haven't worked out for you. Like, what would your advice be to listeners who maybe aren't reaching the top team at school or maybe want to do better in their sports? Do you know what? People always go, what's the best advice you could give a young generation or... Uh, what would you say? And we've all got our own personal journeys. We all deal with things differently. I think that's okay and that's normal. And I think, you know, when I was younger, I got so upset about going to national team and I was homesick and I put pressure on myself and this, that and the other. Whereas one of the other girls who would go to the camp would, wouldn't bat an eyelid. She was there. She was fine. No problem. No. And that's okay. We're all different. I think my best advice would be we're all on our own journey. We're all on our own, um, you know, how we how we work about things and um it's important for you to not get bogged down by other people you are your own individual person and that's okay and and we all deal with things differently um I think my biggest one is having great support around you if you can get a great support network they can then help you whether it's emotionally if it's physically if it's a skill that you want to get better at I would say have fun doing it, but obviously get the right support and help that you feel that you need. And that's not always easy, but yeah, that would be my best advice in that situation. Get the good people around you. I did also read, I was right in reading that you turned down your dream job at one point. Oh, which one was that? <laughs> was it when when you was at Arsenal and you, you originally got it and you decided because you wanted to stay in the northeast for a little bit longer? Yes, yeah, sorry, yes. It was very much a gamble one for me. I think I won a little bit of loyalty to Sunderland who I played for beforehand we got promoted from the lower league to the top league and I a bit of loyalty I was like I'm not just going to jump ship now when we've got into this top league and I also at the top level I'd not had a chance to play there yet and I was like if I go to an Arsenal yes I can be full-time I can do this I can do that but I wanted to one stick by the team that I'd done so well with to get a bit more experience at that level. And yes, it was a risk in the sense of it, Sunderland just got promoted. There was no expectation on us. And I might not have done well that season and a season later, Arsenal might not have wanted me. I guess I backed myself a little bit and my team and we ended up finishing fourth in the league behind Arsenal, City and Chelsea, which is pretty impressive. And I finished top scorer that season. So yeah, Arsenal still wanted me the season later. And I think 
I would never ever change that process now, but it also could have gone very differently. Hey, look, I'm from the Northeast, so I appreciate anybody who sticks around in the Northeast for sure. I'm a home girl. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Uh, and also in the book, you've got some advice on how to keep going forward. You say, you know, if you're a bit worried about what happens next, you know, think you what you've done in the past and keep in the present and look to the future. Is that like good advice to live by as well? When I was struggling or I was out of my comfort zone or something, my mum always told me to take one step at a time and I think for me that was as basic as it sounded at the time. It was get up on the morning, make a cup of tea, have your breakfast. That's that's a tick, that's a goal done. Do you know what I mean? Like get in the car, you know, get to training, then tick, you've done that. Then the next thing, the next thing. And by the end of it, you're at the end of your day. And I think it was important for me to do that in the early stages because I was so overwhelmed by thinking about this, that and the other that it worked really well for me and it's so important, and I look back now, to just live in the present. Like, you just don't know what's around the corner, and it's so important to just be present in everything you do. It's all about those little steps, isn't it? Just making it into manageable chunks, I guess. Yeah, and then manageable becomes, you don't think about step by step, and then it then all becomes the normal. And before I let you go, at the back of the book, the back of Raw, you've got a little, because there's lots of cartoons and pictures all the way through. And there's a really good bit of um, the three awards you've won that have meant the most to you. And I just wondered whether you could talk our listeners through uh, which three they are. So mine are obviously my Euros recently. (laughs) I mean, that was pretty... Do you know, I had two that I really struggled to pick with with my sport personality. Of course. Because, again, sport personality, which actually leads back to the book, is every sport. It's not just football. It's every sport. As historic as the award it is, it was I was up against a curling player, a snooker player, a cricket player, a runner, and I was a footballer. I that for me in itself, like you were competing against a lot of different, you know, sports and so that was an important one for me. Obviously my Euros was incredible. Um never ever recreate that summer again. We are sell title with Arsenal, that's the one. I could have write a million awards on there. If I could have had about 10 podiums, I'd have stuck them here, there and everywhere. I mean, what a lovely place to be in, right? What a dream. I mean, yeah, you can't complain if that's a bad decision you've got to think about. Yeah, the, 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 I've had too many achievements. I've got too many podiums. Yeah. To- I mean, that sounds also very big-headed, so I can stop now. <laughs> no, um, it's such a great book. And it's really, like I say, it's really positive, really affirming. And I'm not the sportiest of people, but it did make me think, you know what, maybe I could... I just take up karate or something. It just, it just was, it just inspired me. I've got to say it. You know what? I appreciate that. I think it can be for anyone, even if it's something I, I think I said it earlier, like if you want to do it for a week or two and then figure something else out, that's fine. But if you have fun doing it and you enjoy doing it, that's also fine. So yeah, I'm happy that it kind of had that effect on you and I hope it does that to a lot, lot more people. Oh, I'm sure everybody's going to love it. Uh, Beth Mead, thank you so much for telling us all about Raw. It is a brilliant book and it is out right now. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was footballing superstar Beth Mead. I do love the message behind that book. And hearing all about Beth's journey into playing for Arsenal was really, really inspirational. So thank you to her for that. Remember, if you love this podcast, you can listen to Bookworms for all of the new book releases and interviews with lots of your favourite authors. Go and check it out. Bye. 13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist, and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? 
can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe, their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones.